I am Raheem Salam. And I'm Ben Maroney. Transmitting from Hostel Earphoria. And this is What About Chicago? show exploring live art music entertainment and culture oh wow man another great week and the homies back i'm so excited to be back the boys back in town it was a nice journey <laughs> but you know as soon as i land in chicago i put my one finger up in the air yes we love it we love it praise art and you know we had a great time last week though ben maroney we took a bunch of walks i know you were having fun as well um but yeah, Q4 Radio, Q-U-E, the number four, dot org. Listen to us every Friday, 2 p.m. It's a great radio station. Shouts out to Q4 Radio. Yo, man, we got a great guest in today. Took that walk. Hope you didn't come too far. Hope it wasn't too treacherous. Mr. Tucker Millette, what's up? Hey, thank you for having me. No, it wasn't too bad. I took the bus, uh, <laughs> missed the first one, and got the second one. I'm really bad about missing the bus. Yes. Do you uh, do you like do you got the app? Do you like? I try do, to but it's never us? right, man. It always pisses me <laughs> off. Don't get me started with this app shit, man. Because it's well, we we had you on to get you started, but you know what, Tucker? <laughs> First, we got to take that walk, and you know, um, it is Friday, May eleventh, seven p.m. We're gonna get happy at Happy Gallery, nine zero two North California. They're gonna have a, a great performance by a couple of bands. One of them is Minneapolis-based supergroup Kitten Forever. Forever. Hell yeah, shout out to Minneapolis. They're going to make a special appearance. and uh, Go to kittenforever.bandcamp.com. Check them out. And two, count them, two of my favorite bands here from Chica Go-Go. O-F-O. That's like some... I like to think of them as like cowboy surf rock kind of. Really? <laughs> I mean... The I, I, just like the guitar tone, a cool ass cowboy, like yeah, yeah like cowboy's the, not yeah. bad necessarily. Is True, it? I like some cowboys. And yo, vacuum with two U's, they're gonna be in the <laughs> house, man. Vacuum, man. Shouts out to Happy Gallery. Really appreciate y'all doing these fun shows, fun exhibits. You know they're always gonna have great art on the walls as well. This Friday, May 11th, 7 p.m. appearance and he's very beautiful human as well i know our five listeners don't see him very stylish yeah. baseball hat on <laughs> <laughs> no i'm jealous of your beards actually now now tucker i know you're doing this great uh thing and it's every second thursday we're going to talk about it coming up later in the week it's actually coming up this week but uh, i wanted to start right in so the listeners get to know uh at the laugh factory second thursday's divide and conquer and uh, folks can check them out at Facebook.com, Divide and Conquer Comedy. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, so Divide and Conquer is a, sh- is a stand-up comedy showcase, uh, showcasing all the um, best comedians in the city at the Laugh Factory, uh, doing uh, 
mostly political, but uh, racial and religious uh, humor as well, um, because those tend to be the three things, especially in comedy, that tend to divide audiences. Like people don't want to talk about politics, people don't want to talk about race, people don't want to talk about religion. Um, but it's kind of fun to like play with those emotions as well, because I don't know. I think in a way, like comedy is the breaking of tension. You know, it's like when you set up a punchline or when you do a setup that's creating the tension and then you do the punchline that's breaking the tension. And I feel like the more tension you can get, the better and the bigger the laughs are going to be and the bigger the punchline is. And so with politics and with race and religion, those are just naturally very tense subjects. So the, if you can, it's harder to get laughs, but if you can get those laughs, they're so much better. And, and to me, they're more rewarding as a comic. Well, Tucker, you know, this is a great subject matter and conversation when we're speaking on comedy. Mm-hmm. Let's take that walk and get a little deeper. First, okay. we're going to stop by this May 11th, Friday, 8 p.m. Orange Soda is the name of this event. And I love Orange mm. Soda. I don't try not to drink too much anymore. It's very sugary. I see you got some in front of you right now, my (laughs) dude. (laughs) This is being held at uh, Sonica Arts and Studio. You can find them at facebook.com slash Sonica Photography. Located at 1918 West 47th Street. So that's like Damon and 47th. Now, Orange Soda is a variety show that makes you feel like childhood on a summer day. Damn. That feels good, right? Oh, that feels amazing. All right. They're going to have some featured performances by Just Soul and Mellow, the Generation Hero. Ooh, that's mm. an exciting that's an exciting name. Spoken word by Joseph Cepeda and stand-up by Estefanie Guzman and host Luis Arevalo. Arevalo, great name. Oh. I know Luis, actually. He's a very funny comic. He's, oh, is he, he's is a good cool? guy. Right, that should be a good show. See, small world. Tucker's <laughs> going to take that walk. We're going to get controversial on the way. We might get controversial there. Sonica Arts Studios. At, so, I'm sorry. Sonica Arts and Studios, a space promoting art and community in Chicago in the, uh, in the back of the yards neighborhood. Facebook.com slash Sonica Photography. To learn more about that space. Oh, this is great. Hope to see you there this Friday, May 11th, 8 p.m. Tucker Millette. Now, you're a little mysterious, Tucker. <laughs> I was trying to find you on the internet, and I found a lot of stuff, but, you know. I want to know more. I want to get more. You need to let us into your life more. I just have to say that. I'm not trying to put it's, you on blast. No, I... Because I do want the people to it, still go to TuckerDoesComedy.com. <laughs> I love that website. Great website, Tucker. I feel like when you do comedy or any kind of, I guess, solo art, you, like, you yourself become the product that you have to sell. And so a lot of, like, you know, putting up, a, keeping up an Instagram and a Twitter and a Facebook page and a blah, blah, blah. Like, it's... It's just so, in a way, it's so gross to me. And I don't, also, I am of, I'm of like the Facebook generation where like I got Facebook when I was a child, basically. Like I had social media at a very, very young age. 
And I was always taught to like, like there was a campaign when I was in high school called pause before you post. <laughs> that was That's like, dope. that was like before you back. post something, make sure you think about what you're posting and like, don't post yourself with booze or drugs. Cause employers are going to see that. Right. Like, so I've always had that like weirdly ingrained in my brain where like, I don't want to like, you know, even I'll give you an example. I put an Instagram post today that, at Tucker Millette. Uh, <laughs> get him, get him. Oh, I'm such a hip, fucking hypocrite. No, dude, um, that was great. That's what, we're here for. That's what we're here for. Yes, we want you to do um, it. <laughs> I put up an Instagram post today that was like kind of railing against my place of employment. Like it was like I was making a joke about how that. the mascot at my job looks like he's always stoned. And then the last picture, I, it's like a chain of pictures on one post. And then the last picture is the, the mascot and above it says, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I thought about that and like because I had tagged my workplace in the post, I not in the, not the, yeah, which sounds stupid, but I tagged the location that I work at, yeah. not the actual company's Facebook or social media account. And then as soon as I did that, I was like, fuck, that was really stupid. Like they're going to see that somebody's going to get an email and then I'm going to get fired. <laughs> That was that pretty could wild. Happen. That's what that and that could totally like knock on wood, man. That doesn't happen, but no, you'll be I'm, fine. Th and that's what I'm so <laughs> that, so that is just so ingrained in me that like just be careful what you put online because like you know you never know who's gonna see it. And also, I just I don't know. I just feel kind of icky making a product out of myself. And I know that's like part of the business of doing stand up. So it's like it's very that's the conflicting. part of the business of doing art. But I know, man. You don't have to sell yourself. You have to sell your art, you know? True. And your That's art true. isn't necessarily yourself. Well, you know, we're going to take that walk and vet some of these posts <laughs> oh, Tucker's putting up <laughs> oh, on dude. social media. We're going to give Tucker a hand. We're going to read out starting at post You're number gonna, one <laughs> on that walk. Oh, man. No, we're going. Uh, this is the last <laughs> of the Friday fun. May 11th, 8 p.m., we're going to the Observatory. Mm. Great place for art. Please respect the neighbors. Respect the place. Thank you all. We want to see all of you at the Observatory to hear the beautiful performances by Lucille Furs. Yes. LucilleFurs.bandcamp.com. Lasso Spells from Nashville. They took that walk all the way from Nashville. Wow. Started in the winter. <laughs> Crazy. And Luke Henry. Luke Henry's in the house. LukeHenryTunes.BandCamp.com. Go check out the music online while you take that walk to the observatory this Friday, May 11th, 8 p.m. If you need that address, you're going to have to hit us up. Facebook.com slash What About Chicago. Take your time to mourn this and get over it. Like an I believe, and tell me if I'm wrong, there was a you had a recent performance, uh, and I wanted to kind of bring them up too with this because they do a good job. The Arts and Culture Club. Oh yeah. Yes, Facebook.com/slash. The Arts and Culture Club. Yeah. Culture Club. Shout out now, Arts and Culture Club. Great, yeah, they do show. a they Great do guys. a show every Thursday at 8 p.m. Um, and they explore themes in pop culture and society with diverse artists. 
with different locations all the time. Yeah, it's Amazing a dope show. Job. I've I've done it several times, and I I'm a big, big big fan of Arts and Culture Club. Now, how is how is doing shows like that uh, and other shows uh, in that realm like Shithole? Um, you know, when you're doing uh, not necessarily just comedy shows, but mixed with music and and uh, you know maybe some spoken word, other other forms, other mediums. Um, what do, what do you kind of get out of that? How do you how do you view those kind of shows? I like I like mixed arts shows. Um, I I sometimes I prefer them to just straight stand up shows, just because you get to see s- different kinds of artists that you wouldn't see. Like if it wasn't for shithole, for example, I wouldn't know so many ama- I wouldn't know you guys. I wouldn't know so many amazing bands and guitarists and s- spoken word people and burlesque people and. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, Chicago is such a dense art community, and if it wasn't for the arts mixing, then you wouldn't see. Because I feel like as artists, you get so caught up in what you're doing and the other people in your, in your direct community that you don't, you don't see like the multi layers of the different arts. Oh, and and mix shows like that give you an opportunity to see other, other people. I mean, even stand up and improv even though they're both comedy, they're such separate worlds because right. so many people who do stand up either don't do improv or they do a little bit or it's like whatever. And people who do improv feel the same way about stand up. So you, they rarely, they're like cousins who don't ever see each other until you go to like family reunions, like mixed right. art shows and you, I meet improvisers and stuff like that. Totally. Totally. No, it's uh, and you know, you guys are doing, you know, a lot of you stand up and uh, stand ups as well as, um, imp- improvisational artists are doing shows like every night, mm-hmm. crazy. At least, so you don't really have time unless it's yeah. a mixed <laughs> scenario yeah. to kind of see these other genres. But no, I I thought it was a trip with the Arts and Culture Club. They're doing a great job. I saw something online. It was a hand drawn like crayon <laughs> picture of you, uh, and they they dubbed you Tucker Car Surfer Millette. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but. I mean, I can, I can we'll, explain. It's we'll the, share it's, that it's, picture it's, it's on the, the page. Bit, it's the bit I did last uh, at the Arts and Culture Club. Uh, shout out to Alex Borkowski, actually, who uh, is the guy who did that drawing and a, a friend of mine. He, uh, or the show was about suburbia, and that was the, the that that was that show's theme. And um, I talked about a thing I did in the suburbs as a kid called car surfing. Which, if you don't know what that is, is basically um, instead of riding in the car like you're supposed to, you're with your friends and you're 17 and you think it's fun or cool to ride like on top of the car, like climb out the sunroof and sit on the sunroof. And we did that not all the time, but we did it a lot. And then one summer, a girl was car surfing on the hood of the car and the car slowed down and she actually fell off the car and then under the car and it was very tragic i mean she didn't die she's fine her parents have a lot of money so she's like she was okay but Yikes. <laughs> like she she made a full recovery but probably had a rough couple of weeks Oof. and uh so yeah i just told that story and no. the, the punched it up it wasn't i didn't deliver it very well right now but no it sounded <laughs> more sad it was, just ama- now. Way, it was amazing at the way at, sadder at the show. now it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be way, careful though and tiptoe way, with way caution we're gonna ride inside the car the, no we yeah, avoid the car the, we're gonna take the walk we're gonna the, take the walk this the time walk. y'all and look both ways 
before we cross <laughs> this Saturday, May 12th. We got to be there at 3 p.m., it's y'all. It's early, but not too early. That's perfect Saturday yeah. time. Yeah, you know, you have a Bloody Mary or something or, or a nice uh, LaCroix. LaCroix. Like that. <laughs> I think it's- now, this one uh, is, this show is going to be produced by Pop Magic Productions, and it's called Home Set. Now, uh, this is going to be a quarterly salon series bringing artists together to share ideas. Each home set will give three artists space to showcase their works in progress, works in progress, lesser practice skills, and interest in a casual atmosphere. Now, this is going to be some real chill, fun stuff, and I I always like to um, see the art when it's at this stage and, and see how it is in the moment and how it evolves. So this is going to be a, a great event. And shouts out to Olivia Lilly of Pop Magic Productions for facilitating this event. They're going to have artists, Jeanette Gomes, who is a fiction writer and poet, uh, Felix and Mary, and they are actors as well as clowns. That sounds oh, dope. Shit. I love clowns. clowns. I love clowns. That sounds, yeah. that sounds oh. <laughs> like real clowns. Like legit clowns. You, you didn't even mention that you yourself are esteemed host, oh, musician, wow. and spoken word I artist. It's going to be there too. <laughs> oh, shit. Self promotion. <laughs> yes, I will be there. I'll be performing and I will be enjoying all of the beautiful art that's going to go down at this Pop Magic Productions series home set. And this is going to be uh, at 3 p.m. Saturday, May 12th. It's a secret location in Andersonville, y'all. So if you need that address, hit us up. Facebook.com slash whataboutchicago. The rhythm of love keeps its own time. Makes two hearts beat up till they beat and rhyme. The rhythm of love does what it So I've always kind of loved Stan. Like when I was a kid, I lo- I loved Steve Martin and Brian Regan and uh, Jim Gaffigan, and I was always kind of a class clown. And then I had a friend whose dad was doing comedy in the '80s and kind of quit to raise a family, and then started doing it again at like the local bar. So he kind of was like, "You should try this. Like I think you'd be good at it." And then put me up at a show that he was producing, and then I did five minutes and like immediately hooked like it was I mean the crazy I mean you know performing is such a rush we all know that but it's as a kid I think I was just like I I started becoming obsessed with it and so I would I would try to I'd have my my parents had to bring me to open mics at actual comedy clubs because you had to be 18 to get into a club in Minneapolis um so my parents would bring me to open mics hated it and hated that I do stand-up um, like, I mean, I think they liked it, but they but didn't they like it. But they was hanging in there with you. That's but not... yeah, there were a lot of like, there were a lot of weird shows, th- like weird memories that I have that I don't think I would have had had I not done stand up at 14. But the other thing is that it kind of disillusioned me to like 
show business because I basically became like a high school celebrity like overnight where as soon as I was doing stand up I was popular you know like right. I was the I was getting in, like I was a, I was basically a musical choir nerd who started doing stand up and then got invited to all these yeah. <laughs> athlete parties you got was, hood famous <laughs> you know babe. what I mean yes. yeah <laughs> it was like that kind of high school popularity propulsion where I was like I started doing this weird bar gig and then you know suddenly I had friends but um yeah, like performing in in the cities was a lot always a lot of fun, but it was those uh because I would I grew up in in kind of the suburbs, it was more I would do like these weird bar shows that I still do now, but when I was sure. a child, it was like like I think I was kind of jaded as a 16-year-old because I was like I wouldn't get booked places and I would think like, "Oh, they just don't want me because I'm a I'm a teenager." And then but now looking back, I'm like, yeah, if I was booking that show, I would never book a, a, a 16 year old. Are you kidding me? That sounds, that's ridiculous. Um, no, that's chill. No, that, but that's being, being 23 and being eight and a half years in the game is kind of, it's weird. Cause it's like, part of me feels like I should be farther along than I am in like my comedy career, quote unquote. But then also I'm like, I'm young as fuck. So I'm just going to sit here and enjoy my wisdom. <laughs> being, Tucker, you're doing a, you're doing a great song. job. And you, you, you. This is a great start. You've made what about Chicago? Now oh, it's yeah, it's sky's the limit now. <laughs> I just booked NPR we, next week, so yeah. You know, Let's we go. have six Grammy and Pulitzer award winning <laughs> artists who have been on the show. I got you guys, and I got Terry Gross, and that's my that's my circuit. Oh yeah, oh, tell Terry we say hi. Shouts out to Terry. Yeah, I she's, love she's, Terry Gross. Oh my god, she's. A, but you know what? She's an American treasure. Speaking of great comedy. This Saturday, May 12th, we're going to take that walk up to the Uptown Underground, 4707 North Broadway. <coughs> we want to meet uh, this Saturday, May 12th at 9.30 p.m. This is the Strip Joker event. Uh, yes, yes. Molly and Brittany. Yeah, and they're calling this Mom Bod. And, uh, and that's wild because it's Mother's Day Eve. <laughs> <laughs> And they're celebrating all kinds of bodies and influential women, plus non-binary folks around Chicago. They strip jokers. To... Yeah, sorry, you... I can cut you guys. Off. No, you say strip, strip joker is a great show. That's amazing. That's another one. Amazing. That yeah, definitely. Yeah, check out. they've uh, really come a long way in the past year, from what they said uh, when they were guests on the show. Yeah. So, man, make sure you go check this out. It's a great event. Uh, they do it every month, I believe. Uh, we they we've had them on the show and they they're really fun folks. Uh, do do this event. Uh, been doing this event for a while and they they actually did it in Milwaukee. I think they're doing it in Milwaukee the day before this one. Get so they're working it, hard. Get it. That's dope. Yeah, for the Cream City Comedy Festival, I think is that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure I'm not Milwaukee? sure the location, but I did hear. A, I know they're a bug. on. I know they got to. Also, shout out Sammy Rachar, great Chicago comedian who does the Cream City Comedy Festival. Is a is that I think is what that festival is in Milwaukee this month or next month. All right. Brittany Meyer is going to host it. Shouts out. Hope to see you this Saturday, May 12th, 930 PM strip Joker mom bod. Yes. Yes. I'm going to sell cars. I'm going to live large. I'm going to be fruitful. All right, y'all, we got Tucker Millette in the house. Now, 
Tucker, I hope I'm not going out of bounds with this question. I hope you are. But I am. I am a big fan as well. I wanted to know, like, what's up with your obsession with potato salad? <laughs> we, um, we heard you. We heard you like so eat that funny, eat that potato li- salad like had, every day. I had. Well, it's 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 not just potato salad, Raheem. It's a very specific kind of potato salad. It's. Jewel Osco Deli Steakhouse Potato Salad. So you go on there, you go there to get that potato salad on purpose, not because of convenience. Well, so no. basically, no, it definitely, it was definitely was convenience. But now it's getting to a point where I like I, when I, you know, when I'm old, I will always go back to Jewel Osco for their Steakhouse Potato Salad because it's just brought me so many memories. It well, is, no, it's, what it it's is, good. I it's mean, good, I'm, I'm kind of teasing, but basically, what happened is I. I work near Jewel, so the Jewel Deli is just cheaper and easier for me than like making a lunch and it's healthier or whatever, yada yada. So I've been doing that for years, and then the deli's right there, so I'll just like stop and get a little bowl of, you know, potato salad or fucking noodle shit or whatever. <laughs> and I, I, I've been, I got to doing it so much, and I'm a routine guy, so I just started getting steakhouse potato salad because it's got protein, it's got fucking potatoes, it's got bacon, it's great. Um, Agree. Yeah, it's it's if you haven't if you're in the Chicago area, you have not tried the Jewel Osco Steakhouse potato now, salad. Befo- it's bef- motherfucking. Before Jewel Osco, were you a potato salad fan like that? Though? I mean, I'm from the or- Midwest, so I feel like it's part of it's like in my blood, you know. <laughs> like, it's all just- right, man. Well, sh- well <laughs> shucks. Yeah, let's Steakhouse- go. It, the potato potato salad is it's it's great, and I'm Irish, which is like a, it's a two. Oh, I'm, sense, I'm, I'm into the yeah, potatoes. Yeah. I'm a big potato guy. Well, let's 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 stop at Jewel Osco. Or Jewel, I don't know if they still do do Jewel Osco. I think it is. is it? Yeah. Okay, let's stop there. Get some potato salad and take that walk this Saturday, May twelfth, nine p.m. We're going to Subterranean. We can stop at that Jewel on Milwaukee and right Levitt, there on Milwaukee, dude. Man, no, no promo. <laughs> no, no, just straight facts. Just facts. Just facts. Yeah, Jewel. Twenty eleven, West North Avenue. This is going to be a great show because uh, I'm a huge fan uh, of one of the artists here, but uh, I've heard great things about the other two artists, and they, I'm, I'm very excited to see them in real life. Now, Namdi's going to be, be performing, and Namdi's with Super Records here in Chicago. Yes, uh, yes. That's, that's uh, Glenn Curran works with, who's a great supporter of the show, great musician, plays in the band Long Face. Facilitates the super records. Makes some incredible videos. Amazing. Incredible music. All genres. Really talented artist. Shouts out to Namdi. So we really want to see Namdi there uh, this Saturday, May 12th, 9 p.m. at Sub-T. They're also going to have Speedy Ortiz and Dee Dee. I like that that name. (laughs) (laughs) Hope to see you there this Saturday. May 12th, 9 p.m. We're going to eat that potato salad and take that walk. What about Chicago? Raheem Salam, shouts out What About Chicago, and we are so proud to uh, make a connection with the Machine Culture Collective, machineculture.com. It's a venue for the creative spirit of Chicago in the Midwest. 
They are creating original works and showcase artists that are ingrained with kindness, earnestness, and hardworking dispositions. And don't forget, if you like our show over here at What About Chicago, consider being a monthly donor at patreon.com slash what about Chicago. I want someone that'll love me for me. It's Sunday, y'all. Yes. And you know, on Sunday, man, to combat all the foolishness, we pray to art. Oh, holy art. Thank you. Thank you for all that you give us. Thank you for the experiences. Thank you for sharing. It's May 13th, y'all. 8 p.m. this Sunday. We're going to Burlington Bar, 3425 West Fullerton Avenue. This event is part of the Raise Your Voice Tour by Friendship Commanders. What a great name. www.friendshipcommandersband.com. Now, I believe they're from Nashville. And uh, they're doing this to combine rock music and voter registration. Nice. So you're going to have a chance to not only hear some great art, you're going to be able to register to vote. While you hear the wonderful sounds of Blacker Face. And check out um, their new joint at uh, blackerface.bandcamp.com. I think it's called Think Peace. Great, great, uh, great album. Friendship Commanders, of course, are going to be there. Daymaker. Love Daymaker. Love and Maker. Sunny Falls will yes. be in the house. Love Sunny Falls. Oh, Burlington Bar. Oh, the art spirit must have hit you. <laughs> you having this beautiful show we'll see you there this sunday may 13th 8 p.m 3425 west fullerton avenue always seems to be a bit of a conversation uh, about lines in comedy. Do you feel like there are some lines maybe one shouldn't cross? Or, or, or do you feel like it, it's a free-for-all? That's a really interesting question because I think like, well, like I personally have lines that I won't cross and that I think that people shouldn't cross, but I also think that art is subjective and that like, you know, people hated Carlin and hated all these other people for crossing the line or like, you know, people talk about it all the time that it's comedians, comedy has gone too far, blah, 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 blah. You know, and to a certain point I get it. Like I understand, I understand both sides of it where I understand the camp that says like, political correctness is killing comedy and you can't blah, 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 blah anymore. <laughs> and then I also get the side that's like, well, you shouldn't say certain things because it offends certain people. And like, and, and I also get that language can be dangerous and, and, you know, actually physically harmful to people and like can incite people. You know, I, I understand that comedy, like any other art form can incite people to feel a certain way and act a certain way. But I just think overall, it's like, nah, man, just say whatever you want. And if it's funny, people will laugh at it. And if it's not, then they won't. (laughs) 
No, I the agree. Crowd is, the crowd is the ultimate decider. They are the judge, jury, and executioner. I agree. It, it may be a bit controversial, but yeah, you know, comedy, it's hard to draw lines. And, yeah, and, uh, it's impossible. And I hope it's always in good fun and for the fun. And this one's definitely going to be for the fun. Monday, May 14th, the Davis Theater, the old Davis oh, yeah. Theater, Mr. Maroney. I don't, you know, I yeah, I have a lot of memories with the Davis Theater. You I, know? I've never been there. Oh, man. It's been around forever over there at 4614 North Abraham Lincoln Avenue. I just thought this event <laughs> sounded cool as fuck. Um, I shouldn't it, swear. It starts, <laughs> it starts at 7.30 p.m., and uh, this is ACM's last concert of the season, fe- featuring music inspired by machines, gears, toys, and mechanisms. It's going to be a weird one. That is wild. Now, they're going to perform the world premiere of David Smook's The Mechanical Bird Museum, a piece they commissioned as part of their Composer Alive program. Wow, this is really great. Now, just to, should we go yeah. over some of these? Uh, uh, well, people? so for that featured piece, the Mechanical Bird Museum, the artist says he's been fascinated by mechanical representations of the natural. And so the players are spaced throughout the hall in order to surround the audience so that each listener has a unique experience of the whole, depending on where they're situated. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to hit the Davis Theater again, man. And I think I'll have a piece of peppermint candy and think of the sweet memories and build some new ones this Monday, 7.30 p.m. It's called Machine Language. Davis Theater, 4614 North Lincoln Avenue. Now, I wanted to, uh, we talked a bit about you being a little familiar with the, the podcast genre. And I say this because I heard you on a great podcast called Please Make This. And uh, yeah. you guys, it's on our, our uh, partners, Machine Culture, machineculture.com. You can check uh, this podcast out. Now, this particular episode was Black Hats, and it's a production where you guys kind of situated this whole you went in the writer's room and then you came out and you were the feared outlaw cactus jack marshall tell us a little bit about how that how how you hooked up with those folks and how that all unfolded yeah so please make this is a, it's a great podcast run by spencer blair hobert thompson and richie owens and hobert and i have been super close friends and collaborators since we met a few years back and um, I actually wasn't really involved in the writing process with that project at all. I just, um, they asked me to come in and do the voice work for the character and I just went in kind of blind and read it nice. and that was the podcast, which is kind of great. Um, Hobart and I are, uh, currently working on a, uh, cable access talk show, which I know you and I have talked about a little bit off mic, but cantv.org. Yeah, all y'all yeah. should look it up. Can TV, big shout out can TV. Uh, <laughs> we're making a show essentially for, 
for can TV, but it's it's mostly just a satire of public access television and also late night television and also kind of like PBS children's t- like it's almost like a mix of all three where it's it's a uh, it's a late night show, but it's kind of like in the style of almost Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Um, and then it's shot on public. It's shot. It's made with in can TV studio. So it's shot on public access. So it's made to look like a shitty public access show because it kind of is. And we're like playing to a lot of those like low budget, basically $0 budget gimmicks that those kinds of shows lend to. And, uh, it's just me. I mean, anybody who's familiar with Hobart Thompson's work, he's just a very silly, amazing character actor. And yeah. Yeah. Very, very strong super characters funny. that Hobart creates a lot of fun to watch. I, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. I mean, I'm, it's my, I'm a virgin director, so it's my first time directing a project and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how it goes. And you know, this Tuesday, May 15th at 7 PM, we're going to see how this goes, man. Shouts out to the comfort station used to be a public restroom. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Hey, was it ever a train station? No, not I, to my that's understanding. What I, thought. I saw someone post about it. I was gonna correct them, but may I wasn't have sure. been, may have been. I can't, I can't guard against it. I don't know what happened back in. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'm so confused though. So wait, it's a, it's a venue in a public. Well, no, 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 its history yeah. was it was a. There used to have public restrooms around sure. the city. And, you know, I guess we evolved to figuring out that maybe wasn't the best idea in a Which building structure. With. Like, come on, we pay taxes. The government should. You know well, how hard it is to find a bathroom when you're walking around? God damn <laughs> well, it. Well, I mean, we still, we still have bathrooms in public parks, true. though. Yeah, true. But, some. you know, but they made this place. It shut down for a long, long time. The, the structure remained and some great folks that were dedicated to the arts brought it back as an art space. That's awesome. And that's what we're going to see this Tuesday, May 15th at 7 p.m., 2579 North Milwaukee Avenue. You can get off at the Logan Blue Line and walk right across the street. Hell yeah. They want us to gather. Uh, now, this is an experimental music series, Gather, it's called. And um, they're bringing musicians from different scenes, backgrounds, practices, disciplines, and communities together for connection and artistic exchange. This is curated by Alan Moore, Nick Maryhew, and Rebecca Himmelstein. They're going to have great performances by Forced Into Femininity. And, and the duo. Carol Janetti and Rob Jacobs. Always great shows at the Comfort Station. Shouts out to the folks putting it on. 2579 North Milwaukee Avenue is where it's at this Tuesday, May 15th, 7 p.m. One thing that really cracked me up um, a while back, and I just want to kind of have you tell us a bit about your experience doing this, um, Chalk House. 
Chalk House, which was a live stand-up comedy show. At the General. At the General. Uh, I really enjoyed that show. And uh, just wanted you to tell us a little bit about that experience and how it is it, now with your, you know, you're with Divide and Conquer, I think, as well. So how it is like actually curating these shows that on a consistent basis and, you know, how that affects your own personal endeavors. It's definitely tough. Like when you have to focus on a show, then you definitely focus less on yourself as a performer. Like your 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 part of your job now is to like make this thing happen. Um, Chalk House specifically, I mean, I have nothing but good memories about that show. I, it was, so the, our plan was initially to do it as a summer series where we'd come, we'd do it like May through uh, September, um, and then stop in the winter months. Cause it was a show that was outside. It was like in a garage and we had chalkboards all over the walls and it was Chalk House and it was cool. Um, so we did it for five months and then we shut the show down like we were planning and then we were going to bring it back this summer, but a couple things happened. Uh, the general, the bar shut down, so it's no longer an establishment. So that's tough. And that made it really Was that recent? Yeah, well, it happened in, it's been a while. It happened in January or February, I think, that the they shut down. The tacos at the general. God, and yeah, rest <laughs> in peace. Not good enough. Rest in peace to the general Damn. because what a great bar. And they were, you know, they were great to us and they uh, gave us that space. And it was tough to like, when we, once the general shut down, we were thinking like, okay, well, what else are we going to do? Can we go, can we move venues? Do we try and do a DIY thing more like shithole where we like build the venue ourselves? And then I got caught up with this TV project that I'm working on now. And I've got this other show at the Laugh Factory that I'm doing. And, you know, the other co-producers, uh, Brandon Kiefer is now doing a show at the Drop Lounge uh, and Toby's off doing his thing so i think we're just Life not happened yeah yeah we're just not gonna be able to uh we're just not gonna be able to bring the show back and that's a bummer but that's just kind of how shows go sometimes no you guys did a great job with mm -hmm. that series man uh i know me and uh mr maroney went a couple times we always had a great time yeah, thank great you comics. Guys. thank you for much supporting. appreciation for that and no great things are still coming from from uh from all of this comedy craziness hell yeah and now wednesday y'all May 16th, 7 p.m., we're going to hit up Charm School, and this is going to be a, a really fun weeknight musical performance, rare at Charm School. But, you know, <laughs> Charm School does it early, so... Everything for the arts. Yes, 7 p.m. They're going to have Day C, Monoculture from Dallas, Texas, all the way from Texas. And Graves, Graves, also Rabbit Folk is going to be there. So four uh, four acts. That's great, man. Charm School doing a great job. I like that name, Rabbit Folk. Rabbit Folk, yes. 7 p.m. You can come see him this Wednesday, May 16th. If you need that address for Charm School, you can hit us up. Facebook.com slash What About Chicago. always curious with, with folks experience uh, doing this great art and in uh, 
2016 I heard about you doing a tour called the Dopey Boys Comedy Tour. Sounded really fun. Yeah, Dopey <laughs> Boys was a great, great experience. Uh, it was me, Brandon Kiefer, who I just mentioned I worked with on Shock House. Hobart Thompson, actually, who I mentioned earlier that I worked with. Uh, that's actually where Hobart and I kind of became really close friends was on this tour. And then Will Stagg, who is now also working with me on the, the Hobart Thompson show. Uh, we, uh, the four of us decided that we would do a little like tour because that's a, an easy way to make money doing, not an easy way to make money, but it's a way to make money doing stand-up. And also just as the experience of getting out on the road and kind of booking our own shows and doing that kind of thing. So it was my first tour that I ever done. And we did 10 shows or I'm remembering this right. I think it was eight shows in 10 cities over 12 days. Oh, wow. Um, Busy. Or wait, am I saying that? <laughs> no, ten, sorry. Scratch that. Reverse it. 10 shows in eight cities over 12 days. Wow. So we did like a two, almost a two week tour and did a bunch of bad shows and a bunch of good shows. And it was kind of, you know, it was a great, I mean, overall, just a great experience. I smoked weed on a balcony at a hotel in New Orleans. That was a lot of fun. I did nice. a show. We did a show. Uh, the last show of the tour actually was a frat house at Louisiana Tech that we booked because my f- best friend from high school was at the time a senior and the president of the fraternity at Louisiana Tech. Yeah. So he just kind of like, he, we. I was like, hey man, I'm going to be in the neighborhood. I'm going to be in New Orleans and like Lafayette, Louisiana and it's nearby. So we should come by and do a show. And he was like, yeah. And then his fraternity like, booked this mate like put together this amazing show where they like built a stage and built lights and like all this shit and then (laughs) packed it out with the drunkest 19 and 20 year olds i've ever seen in my life like it was 55 kids in this maybe two like 700 square foot basement (laughs) just like they'd all come from parties the like earlier the day they were all like hammered the best and worst show i've ever done in my life because (laughs) like the audience loved it and loved me but i bombed (laughs) really hard like i bombed for 25 just like i couldn't get a punch i couldn't do a joke like i would do a joke i would like start talking and people would just start yelling at me from the oh like God. just drunken, confident frat boy yelling for <laughs> twenty five minutes. You know? Yeah, I well, and it's what's weird is I after that experience I thought about like what if I like what if I did that? What if I just did like a fraternity tour? Like I kind of have that look. I like it's ki- not my demographic, but it could be if I played to that a little bit, and I could make a lot of money. Like just I mean that fraternity show paid us the most of any show on that tour. It was like five hundred bucks. To do this one hour long show. Hey Tucker, I think it's <laughs> worth a shot. Stay true though. Yeah. Keep keep it Tucker. Well, yeah, no, I, would, I would. I want to put. But go I to want, that Fred House. I, I go wanna, there. I want to say on the record. Go to all I, those Fred House. I would never do that. I would never do a Fred House tour because Trump got elected. That's what happened. That was the punchline <laughs> of that story. Is that then Trump got elected and then it was like uh, I can't be around these frat boys anymore. <laughs> well, here's the perfect way to to stay out of that community. Join this one. Thursday, man, May seventeenth, eight p.m., and we got a show that we're gonna we're gonna go and see Tucker at too. But I wanted to mention this real quick. It's at the Promontory, fifty three eleven South Lake Park Avenue West. This is called Feminine Comique, 
And uh, now CDPH, they're presenting the story, Her Stories. And now this is a Chicago, Feminine Comique is Chicago's favorite all-female stand-up class. And the Chicago Department of Public Health, CDPH, they've partnered up to present Her Stories, A Night of Comedy. Now, this is designed, uh, these events, to establish a creative space exclusively for Chicago-based women of color, and they welcome all communities uh, to attend and view. And you, can, uh, you should definitely hook up with them and check them out on the Promontory website. But it's a great event, and we definitely hope to see you there this Thursday, 8 p.m., May 17th. Shouts out to Feminine Comique. And even the uh, Chicago Department of Public Health stepping up, getting in that comedy game. Nice. Get up. Welcome to the arts, Chicago <laughs> Department of Public Health. No, it is. No, getting, you know, having a space that uh, is exclusively for Chicago-based women of color to, you know, express their art is a part of public health. Absolutely. So good job. Yeah, Tucker Millette. Great. Dude, so glad to have you. This, this was it, man. We took all the walks. We had all the fun. Before we go, please let folks know how they can keep in tune with you. And I know you got a show this Thursday, May 17th as well. Tell us the time and the location and all that. Yeah, so May 17th, 8 p.m., the Laugh Factory Chicago. You can get tickets at laughfactory.com slash club slash Chicago. And also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Comedy. Um... Yeah, I'm excited for that show. We got a lot of great people on it. I know Kristen Toomey is going to be on that show, who she's one of the best comedians in the whole city. So definitely come by and check her out. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for it. Awesome. Now, Tucker's always doing stuff. He's def You'll definitely be able to see him at the Divide and Conquer events uh, that happen every month. But he's always on the move. So if you, if you hear this podcast and you're like, man, I need me some more Tucker. Hit us up. We'll connect y'all. He's probably got a show that night. Yeah. <laughs> They'll give you my number. Just text <laughs> me yeah. and let me know. I'm not on Twitter, so. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, you know, man, it's really fun having you here, Tucker. We really appreciate it. Ben Maroney, great job. Thank you for taking those walks with me, holding my hand. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This has been such, such fun. Oh, thank you, Tucker. It's our pleasure. Now, all this great comedy, these events, this art, this support, it really makes me love you wherever you are. But what about Chicago? Here I go again Finding it so hard to explain 